What's up, you? (laughs) (laughs) Fired. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the King's Cast on the Tangents Radio Network. I'm joined today by degenerate Kings fans Matt Bombach and Greg Souza. We're here to talk about all things good and bad, mostly bad, about the Sacramento Kings. If you don't like it, then fuck off. This recording was used without the express written consent of the National Basketball Association and NBC. My bad. All right, bitches, we are live. Right How are we on. doing? Okay. I don't know what I'm doing either, Greg. See, it's fine. <laughs> There's no problem. All right, this is a new thing, people. We're live with the Kings cast. Kings. 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 We're All not right. that bad. We're not that bad. Oh, that bad. is... Very false. But before yeah, we're before bad. we get into how bad the Sacramento Kings are, first, it's important to establish we love our Kings. Proud made us do it. I mean, that besides, like, you know, th- it's not a racism thing. It's one of their pro slogan things. If someone who's listening, <laughs> it's not like a Kings fan. Like, proud made me do it, and I'm not going to, like, go shoot people at a protest. Like, I pro- <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh uh, boy. We're starting off hot. <laughs> Kings, baby. Sacramento Kings. We love them, and we... All the time hate them. I'm here with my very good friends, former roommates, and Kings aficionados, Mr. Matt Bombach. Hello. And Mr. Greg Souza. How we doing today? I'm doing well, sir. Thank you for joining me. Of course. Happy to be here. Good. On our, uh, what is it, inaugural Kings cast. Ooh, the premier Kings cast. I love it. There's so much for us to cover. I'm debating on whether how to spell it. If it should be Kings... No, it's gotta, you gotta go Kings. Kings. Yeah, Kings. yeah no, definitely Z. K-A-N-G and then like two at least two Zs. Yeah. Wow. Maybe more. But I got the I had to stick to that the entire that's time. And well that's fine. Okay. Yeah, that's okay, fine. good. I'm glad that we're all on board with this. Yeah, I'll prove it for you. Maybe in the good, parentheses good, good. put um Kongs in there too. That's you know the autocorrect. The autocorrect version. That's yeah, awesome. Exactly. That was an awesome. Was it like a mug? Yeah, it's a mug. Yeah. So yeah. And so Kings Herald, who does the one of the blogging sites <clears> for the Kings now, they used to be Sacktown Royalty, made a Kongs mug, and then they also made it in the shirts and things of that nature. But, yeah, I mean, I'm sure anyone who's tried to spell Kings, whether it be sports-related or just, you know, royalty-related, has definitely run into the Kongs autocorrect. Kong all day. Kongs. Fuck <laughs> Kongs. lizards. Fuck big lizards. Fuck Jack Black for bringing me off that island. Now you made me go and be on it anyway. I <laughs> took a turn. I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, I was talking about fucking uh, the King Kong movie with Jack oh. Black. He was like the one that he you was watched. The... We watched. You oh, watched yeah, that movie? one came out in high school. Yeah, that was, was a while ago. Well, this podcast is all about tangents. You fucking cunts. That, <laughs> that is the name, right? Well, I oh, thought I that said was it. the math. And we're live with the inaugural <laughs> Kings. <Yes. laughs> nah, all right. So we're gonna have a good time. This is fun. the The concept of the show was basically. I spent half my time ranting and raving and bitching and crying and screaming <laughs> about this team that I do love. I do love. I promise you, those of you listening that haven't already turned it off. Yeah, we can't emphasize that disclaimer enough. We do love the Kings. I always equate it to a bad relationship. And every year they hurt us and we're sad and we say we're not going to fall for it again. And then they call us up and like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll never hurt you again. 
and we invite them over. September rolls around, October. Next thing you know, you're just balls deep in the kings. Oh, balls yeah. Balls deep in the kings. Always ready to get hurt again. Mm-mm. Always. Um, when was the first time the kings hurt you? Oh, oh that's boy. Well, the first time on the downward spiral of their run where they were actually making the playoffs and being a decent team when they traded Bibby. I was cool with them trading Weber, but once they made that Mike Bibby trade and got Sheldon Williams, Teron Liu, and Larry Hughes, who never even played for the fucking Kings in the first place, for a guy who was still an all-star caliber point guard, that was the first time where I didn't realize it in the moment, but looking back, that was definitely the McGoof brothers, who we are going to clown on just so much in this fucking podcast. McGoof! Just were running the team into the ground and just trying to save themselves as much money as possible mm-hmm. for their failed casino. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wanna... that contract was not was not going to look good for uh, for the Maloofs, that's for sure. Yeah. Oh, no, it was awful. You want to eat that mic a little bit? Oh, yeah, bring Sorry, it up a little bit good. more so I can hear no, you No, no, bring it closer to you. Just, just put it right in your sexy mouth. There it is. There, beautiful, Greg. <laughs> it is so beautiful when you have that right there. Now, look, <laughs> these, these wavelengths are, are crisp and clear. Minor shit because, well, I don't know why. Because I'm not a producer. Anyway, <laughs> tangents. Um, Matt, when, when did the Kings hurt you? The first time the Kings the hurt me. The first time. You know, I'm going to go with an act that wasn't even you know, by the Kings. It's definitely, well, I guess kind of by the Kings. And it may have been by the former, now former, general manager of the Kings, Vladi Divac. And the the Robert Ory shot. We're gonna have to go with the Robert Ory Oof. shot. Oh, the tip out and the Robert Ory shot. I remember vividly after that, I went outside and I think I, I think I played basketball by myself for it felt like hours. You know, it could have been like fifteen minutes. Who knows? Hours and hours. Yeah, it was a lot of throwing the ball off the backboard, crying, wallowing in my pain, just rage, being upset, and then it just all you know just went downhill from there, all the way until now, right? Yeah, that really was the start. Well, no, I would argue game six was the start of that downhill slide. Yeah. When, you know, Tim Donahue fixed the series and went to jail for it and all that fun stuff. That, to me, was sort of the beginning of the end. See, I remember that same game. I was actually kind of sick that day, so I slept through all but maybe the last five, ten minutes of the fourth quarter. And then I got into it, and I was watching, and I think Vlade made the right call slapping the ball out of there because at that point stretch fours weren't a thing so you expect robert ori to be down low fighting for the rebound and before that kobe drives it in misses the layup Shaq gets the ball misses the little putback so you have two of the best players in the league within five feet of the hoop if i was vladi in that moment i'm thinking oh dear god get the ball the fuck away from these two exactly and he did it just if Ori had been doing his job as a power forward and fighting for the rebound and not just sitting up saying, hey, Shaq, hey, Kobe, hope it goes well. Oh, hey, look, this ball, I'm going to shoot it. And then that was the end of it. Plus, also, at the end of the first half, Samaki Walker for the Lakers threw up a half-court prayer. That was very clearly after the buzzer, but they still counted it. So you knock that off in Ori's shot, which, God, it kills me. It was a great shot. He nailed it. It was oh, very yeah. good. Clutch. No. Still clutch. still hurts me, but had they not counted Walker's first half shot, who gives a shit what Ori does? You still lose by two, and the Kings are up three to one. Yeah, that's true. It, uh, <sighs> I, I, the first time the Kings hurt me, 
without saying the same thing as you, Greg. Oh, you can go right after that and go Weber trade, baby. No. John Salmon's number one. Oh, John Salmon's. John Salmon's for the first time. Oh, man. Oh, oh isn't that 76ers oh, trade? Then we got him back. <laughs> and then the we bottom. got him back. Wait, Salmon's, got Salmon's got is in that 76ers oh, we'll, trade? We'll, oh, yeah. We'll bring out the Salmon's. Oh, man. The Sal- John Salmon's going to come back again you know when we talk about Jimmer. Fuck me. This sure. is why I had you guys on here. I want you guys to just, 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 just go. Here, we want to throw out a little John Salmon's love. I feel like John Salmon's in general, obviously, is going to be remembered for the trade of, you know, trading back to get Jimmer um, in that draft. But I also and, and Greg very heavy audible sigh from Greg over there. But yeah, no, ha- had to make sure everybody <laughs> knew that one. I Did, feel I feel like John Solomons is a very underappreciated king. You know, he had to run it all by himself for a couple years. He did. came in after with the with the Chris Weber trade, uh, and you know it's just underappreciated. I just want to throw out some John Solomons and maybe some some outlaw love too. Mm-hmm. Those guys some I, I can agree. I always like John Salmons too. I feel like he's definitely not the number one option or number two option for a winning team. And the Kings tried to make him that and they sucked. But he could be the starting shooting guard or the, even the sixth man or seventh man off the bench for a winning or a championship team. He had good game. He just wasn't the guy you wanted to put it all on. I'm like, hey, John, uh, Need you to go and score 35 for us, uh, win the game, lock down their best player. And, oh, don't worry, you can pass the ball to Jimmer. He'll shoot a three every once in a while. That was the second iteration of John. First iteration of John was a lot better. OG no, first John. iteration <laughs> of John was much better. Yeah, but yeah I did OG always John like John Salmons. I never faulted him too much for anything because he just he was the best basketball player he could have been. Uh, it's, it's, far, it, it's hard to fault individual players on the Kings, that's for sure. I mean, you look at the Kings as a, just as an organization in general. <laughs> it's hard. It's stellar. hard to be like, you know what? Absolutely. Stellar. I don't know. The whole the whole thing just falls on this one player's shoulders. I don't. Yeah, definitely not. You're not getting that. That's for sure. It's definitely yeah, top definitely to can't bottom, do that. Top to bottom through multiple owners. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. I feel more comfortable. We took our clothes off of this because you know we're getting too we're getting too stat heavy, and this is a silly podcast. And Wait I want to be silly. And if we're all naked, you'll feel oh, better included. Man, is that I'm how a that piece goes? Of shit. <laughs> oh, it's the goddamn computer. That's why. Wow. It's not my fault. It's the fucking. God, we need a new producer. So I assume we're gonna cut that part. Oh no, we're gonna leave it. Yeah, that's everyone's, Everyone loves that. Dare. So back to Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein. Where were we? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Didn't kill himself. He did. It's true. He did not. Kill well, himself. no, that is a hundred percent true. He did not kill himself. No, but you know who did? Hill dog. Hill dog, right? Yeah, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> 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 oh, actually, it was Adam Silver. Oh, you know what? He looks like he's someone who needs to feed off the souls of people to just to keep living. It's okay. So, so would you say he shot him with a silver bullet? <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, what are you most looking forward? No, I don't know what I'm talking about. Should we just talk about the drafts in general? Yeah. Start, with drafts, start with drafts. Start with origins on how we became Kings fans. Sounds good. You guys, yeah. Let's start with Orange. Yeah, we do a little background story on on why we're Kings fans. I mean, for me, that's an easy one. I mean, my parents were season ticket holders all the way from Arco 1. So that was just, I, I felt like I was raised in Arco. Went a lot, went to the, the playoff games. That was my first experience of not being able to hear. That was <laughs> loads of fun. 
Um, and then, you know, kind of just after that, I've been chasing that dragon, baby. Heroin, chasing, man. Chasing Heroin the dragon. tough, dude. God, I get it. Hoping, hoping that one day that we're going to get back to that high of the playoffs. And it's been, we're sitting at 14 years and counting. And uh, it's not looking any better next year. Okay, yeah, that's, that's for sure. Damn near. It's going to be over half our lives by the time they make it back into June basketball. Yeah. That really hurts. But I sorry, before we go back into getting sad about ourselves, Spencer, how'd you get into this uh, drug habit, we'll call it? Well, I was sitting in a motel. I believe you. On the edge. Got in my mouth. Pulled the trigger. Didn't go. Keep in mind, this is also my 13th birthday. And you thought, what could be worse than that? So you started watching the Kings? Well, no, actually. I heard just the click, and then the TV just, oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> my favorite memory was because my dad, I love my dad, but he's a cheap fuck. And so he <laughs> he took us to games a lot, but it was always because of some sort of like do- a dollar ticket giveaway from McDonald's. <laughs> it was always when you would get... I remember those. Dude, whatever... Th- I went to a few of those way back, up in the bleachers. Yep, yep. Back in the day, like one of my only memories of that. I know we, we went. We went a lot. One of my only distinct memories is we. I don't even know who we were playing, but we were playing. And my dad was a real stickler about swear words growing up. And my friend, he's like, "Yeah, you suck." He's like, "Mitchell, no swearing." <laughs> Then Mitchell, watch your mouth, you fucking cunt. <laughs> and that yeah. was the next thing he said? Yeah, you fucking cunt. He starts beating the shit out of my friend. Yeah, but is, is cunt a swear word in British, though? No. Side note. No. I mean, it's definitely not a nice thing to say someone. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, oh, my grandfather and cunty McGee. <laughs> my cunty grandmother. Like, no. <clears throat> Such a sweetheart she is. But it's cunt. definitely more like... <laughs> I don't know why this is the first thing coming to mind. Like, if I'm calling you like a motherfucker or like, you fucking cocksucker. Like, I don't actually mean it, but it's <laughs> but it's a mean thing to say to someone. In the same with the guy with, without the context, it's okay. So like, if somebody's like, you fucking cunt, you fucking cunt. <laughs> like if you if someone like walked into an alley like hello, like like in the Pirates of the Caribbean. 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 I haven't even drank before this podcast, and I'm already slurring like well, I have. Well, yeah, you haven't even yet. I have, because I can't reach it because I keep forgetting to grab it. Greg, can you grab me a beer? Please. Oh, fine. Hang on. That's what's up. Love you. I like how it's closer to me, too. <laughs> I'm a bad person. <laughs> really is. You know, my Real one friend bad who's person. taller than me makes still makes me stretch for shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, asshole. Going, I'll talk about the origins of my King's fandom. Hell yes. Um, I came in a little bit, I mean, not a little bit later. I was about eight or nine. Um, to be honest, before that season, I wasn't aware that the Kings existed. Uh, my family grew up Warriors fans, so they had Ooh. that. Um, this was the lockout shortened season of 98, 99, and the Kings actually started playing pretty well. And then I'm talking to my dad. Yep. Yeah. Matt's got a Jay Will shirt on right now. That was the, the start of it all. White chocolate. So I'm talking to my dad and he's like, yeah, you know, like the playoffs are going to be starting soon and the Kings are actually playoffs. in it. And I'm like, what's the playoffs? And playoffs. that was when I playoffs. learned how, you know, the shit it for professional sports works. Like they keep track of their wins and losses and then the best teams get to have a tournament to see who the overall best team is. And that was just a completely foreign concept to me. 
I thought these were legitimately just random people who got together, threw jerseys on, and then the Bulls played the Jazz in the finals, and that's just how basketball went. It is. I mean, it was yeah. for two years. Yeah, exactly. And I that just, was yeah, the extent of my basketball knowledge. So Sorry to interrupt, but I just finished Last Dance today. And speaking of two years of Bulls oh, and the Jazz. Yeah. Great show. Dude, and is anyone having trouble with episode seven and eight? I cannot get it to load, so I have to watch. No, no. It was I, episode no. one through six and then ten. So That sucks. I, Interesting. I think Michael Jordan, like he liked to play cards or something. Oh, you, you missed the gambling episode. Oh, that yeah. was a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that he was actually like playing cards. He got pissed off at a security guard because they're throwing quarters. Oh, I did see that episode. Oh, you did yeah, see I, that, I saw one. that one where they're like trying to throw. That was the weirdest like throwing dice on yeah, a cardboard box. I've never box. seen they're that. They're throwing game. coins at a wall to see who can get closest to the wall. Yeah, and that was ridiculous. That was some like alley craps kind of shit. Yeah, well, Jordan, Jordan lost what twenty bucks, maybe even less. It could have been ten. And the security guard who beats him does the Jordan shrug to him. <laughs> it's great and it's great. It's awesome. Jordan legit looks like he's going to murder this guy. He does. Just that security guard was not rage. interviewed. He was not interviewed for the, for the episode. No, I would be dead. surprised he's if dead. he got him fired. Yeah, probably dead. Or fired dead, yeah. And murdered. Yeah. No, he would and fire him first, though, just to pile it on. Oh, man. But yeah. anyways, Kangs. Kangs. <laughs> Kangs. Oh, this is all about, this is tangents, as in, you know. Yeah, some kind of math formula or something. It's God damn it. Now, this is a <laughs> podcast for people who can't even remember what the hell we're doing. What here. you're talking about? Because you don't even remember what you're talking about right now. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, just go. Like, not like leave. I mean, like. Just get the fuck out of here. Just man. get the fuck out. <laughs> just yeah. go. We just got go. enough to make a podcast. No. Now. Um, I don't know, man. I just kind of want to just. I miss you guys. I miss you guys too. It's actually, no, this you. isn't even recording. Is it not? Have we not been recording the entire time? No, it's recording. <laughs> no. Uh, that, excuse to get us again, over here. No, I was genuinely concerned about that. <laughs> again, nothing I say is serious. So, obviously, there's a relocation saga for the Kings. That's a big, big, big portion of their history here. Now, it looked pretty grim for a while. Um, you know, it looked like they were going to Seattle. Thank you, Mayor become, Johnson. Yep, going to become the uh, Seattle Supersonics once again. And during that time, there was a lot of people wondering what they were going to do. Were they going to become Sonics fans? Or were they just going to jump ship to another team? Or just in Kings fandom, basketball fandom in general? What was what were you thinking, Spencer Sellens? Portland. Which Portland. is what I am now. I'm a Portland. PDX. I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan now. I, I've finally moved. Give it, me your great. fucking jersey right no, now, No, it's Spencer. great. I may be wearing... A De'Aaron Fox jersey. However, it's a clean ass Fox jersey too. It is. It is. Brittany got it me for Christmas for a couple of years ago. Dame time. Uh, it is Dame time. Yes, he was, I see him looking at his watch. Um, not better than Thomas Robinson, though, in my opinion. Damian also a Blazer. Also, a blazer. he did end up being a Blazer yeah. for like half a season. Yep. T. Rob is probably the best player to ever balance a basketball. Why do I make the distinction of bouncing at basketball? I don't know. He looked like he was going to be really good. He looked like physical he's specimen. Can we just give up <sighs> on athletic freaks from Kansas, please? Well, I what? think they Ben McLemore, Thomas to Robinson. Who was the guy who was drafted by the Suns? Oh, Josh Jackson. Josh Jackson. <laughs> uh, <all laughs> Honestly, I thought freaks. he was going to be the best all guy. All athletic his draft. freaks out of Kansas. These fucking Jay Cucks. That really hasn't worked out too well for Kansas, has it? Nope. You know who's you know who actually had a little mini turnaround recently? Scott Frank, Pollard. Frank Mason the third. 
Oh, who's he Where, playing who's he for playing now? For the Bucks and during the, in the bubble, he had a nice stretch. Good know, for before him the, before the playoffs. Frank the Tank, where he Frank was throwing out tank. like I think he, I think he even won like G League MVP this year, something like that. That's what's up, dude. Yeah, man. Frank, yeah. Frank's coming along. Kings with those last picks in the draft. Yeah, they get those diamonds in the rough. Isaiah Thomas, we're looking at you. Oh, I still see. hope for him. Was he Mister Relevant number sixty? Yeah, he, he was number he was. sixty. He was. He that was, was a, that was a Jimmer draft. It was a Jimmer draft. Oh, the we Jimmer drafted draft. the right point guard, just you know, wrong. Still pick. not better. Yeah, we just Still gave up on. I mean, Jimmer Fredette, If you just by going off of his China basketball league numbers, way better than Kawhi Leonard and Clay Thompson. Oh, I would, yeah. well, yeah, by those standards. I mean, Stephon Marbury. God. Yeah, Starberry, baby. Starberry, baby. Dude, but, I was in China when Stephen Marbury was still playing for the Beijing Ducks. He's a god over there. He I'd heard that. He, he has his own He has his own uh, shoe brand. I forget what it is. Probably Stars or something. Um, I don't know what the fuck. Stars? That'd be weird. Anyway, well, he, had he has so. shores, stores. He has stores all around at least the cities that I was in, like Foot Lockers were in the 90s. Hmm. Like, they're everywhere. And it looks just like, you know, any overpriced shoe store in America. Interesting. In the sense of, like, it's just, it looks like a loud neon Apple store with shoes. Hmm. So what you're saying is communism has done well for Stefan Marbury. What I'm trying to say is that this, the Chinese Communist Party, if it's listening, which we all know it is, is <laughs> the only way to operate because we as people cannot be trusted. Tangents. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. There's no Apple podcast allowed in China. What were we talking about before it actually made sense? Uh, we were talking about Jimmer Fredette and how he was playing in China. and how Jimmer technically... Fredette's numbers in China were outstanding. And if you compare those numbers to Kawhi or Clay Thompson or any, uh, or any of the other scrubs, I'll say it, scrubs. That were drafted <laughs> over Jimmer Fredette, I'd like to see it because they pale in comparison to the stats that he was putting up in China. I mean, I would counter that with one time in the Cameron Park Rec Basketball League, I outscored another team by myself. Never seen Kawhi Clay or Kemba Walker do that. Where Ex- y'all at? Excellent counterpoint. I so am I better than them by that logic? Well, uh, here's in what the Cameron I, Park Basketball League for sure. Here's well, yeah, what I'm going to say. Go. Here's what I'm going to say. Kawhi Leonard, if you're listening, please send an email to the Tangents Pod. <laughs> That'd be so awesome if at you gmail dot com. Tell that tell us that you formally accept Greg Sue's request for a one on one game of pickup basketball uh, to eleven by two. Right, Greg? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I will whoop Kawhi Leonard's ass. All right. That's good. You hear me, Claw? You're called out. Yeah. No, that was your nickname in high school, right? But you didn't even play basketball, which is really weird. Uh, I had a couple other more fun nicknames than that, but we don't need to go into that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you went that direction with it because I was trying to go down a dark path. (laughs) Yeah, definitely trying to avoid that one. I wanted to just go anyway. Matt. Yeah. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how this is. This is all learning experience. I mean, there's me. there's so much for us to talk about. I mean, there we is. could go. We kind of glossed over some hit and misses in the draft. I mean, we talked a little bit about. We definitely only I answered your question. Yes, only you answered, Greg. Yes. What team would you have? Re- 
Well, that's not a way. That can't speak English. That Greg, way. we'll try this one again. <laughs> Greg, what team would you have thrown your alliances to if the Kings had left Sacramento? My general sports allegiances lie in Northern California. So had don't the Kings fucking, no. don't you had fucking, left, fucking say that. Don't you fucking dare. Honestly, it would have been the Warriors. Oh, there it is. Bitch. You're that being said, at that point, I don't think they were even a playoff team, so I think I would have made it before the bandwagon. Yeah, I don't care. Because there's a difference between Warrior fans and Dub Nation. We all know that. And I feel like I would be a genuine Warrior fan at that point. <laughs> You'd be all about Dub I Nation. I mean, minus the last six or seven years, the Dubs have been just as shit as the Kings have been, so there was never a reason to hate them. Like, hating on those teams is like kicking a puppy. You could do it. It's really not that hard, though. It's fun, but it doesn't really achieve much. Yeah, and at the end of the day, you're just like, hey, look, there's the guy that kicks a puppy. Right? Look at him go. Majestic he is. Yeah, so what? probably, and I don't even think I would have been a full-fledged fan like I am with the Kings now, because I can actually experience this a little bit. In football, I was a Raider fan for my entire life, and the second they announced that they're moving to Vegas, I said, I'm done with them. Now, I still have love for the Niners. I always have my entire life. But I wouldn't really call them my team. Like, I didn't cry like some people when they lost in the Super Bowl. And it was, it was really sad. Yeah, I feel like that's a little, a little different, though, because you're still the Las Vegas Raiders, right? I mean, they still have, like, the whole Mark Davis tribute. And you're still the Raiders, even though you're in Las Vegas. You know, and they'll come back to Oakland anyways eventually. We all yeah, that's that. a fair point. So Give it 10 not, years. It's not like if the Kings left... And then they became the the Seattle Supersonics. Once yeah, that's again, true. The that's organization happen, right? of the or, Kings, or Virginia be Beach before that, or Anaheim, or whatever we were yeah. talking about. Right? I don't think Virginia Beach was ever an option. Apparently, it was to the. It Luz. was floated. It was definitely it was, floated. It was, as well. the, it was that was the that was the original. Where are the Kings going to go? I mean, the McGoof brothers just would have taken anything. They would have moved them. Um, Literally anywhere, if they just meant that they could sell the franchise. Yeah, whoever was going to offer them the most amount of cocaine, they were down for it. Yeah, that's basically what it comes down to. <laughs> what a time to be alive. God damn. God bless America. <laughs> God, could you imagine that Sports Center anchor right there? Our top story today the Sacramento Kings have been sold for, and I quote, two briefcases of that Colombian Bam Bam. The Colombian Bam. You, you basically sold the Kings for two suitcases of baking soda. <laughs> which honestly that still might be overpaying for this <laughs> really, the sacramento kings are the equivalent of the crack of basketball because they're unhealthy no one has ever benefited from their association with them they make a select few people a lot of money but we're just worse off for it and it's so fucking addicting we come back for it and it's destroying the urban communities <laughs> the K Street Mall. <laughs> yeah, they ruined the K Street Mall, damn it. They knocked down that mall full of homeless people and they put in this beautiful building and with lights and twelve dollar Euro sandwiches. The Assholes. most technologically advanced arena until the next arena is built. I mean, they already had the Chase Center now, Warriors fan. You yeah. should know this. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. I'm diehard dub nation. Yeah. Dub Nation. Dubs. You can't see it, but I'm throwing up a W right now. He is throwing up a W, and I'm throwing up. Crip. <laughs> that's that's how that's how they say it. By the way, <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I Crip. believe you. <laughs> okay, so since no one's going to ask me my own question, oh yeah, hey, Matt. <laughs> oh yeah. By the way, Matt, 
So the Sacramento Kings are now the Seattle Supersonics. Who are you now giving your basketball allegiances to? You know, and that's a it's a question that if we're talking about then or now at that point in time well definitely then yeah or, then sorry. i was definitely <laughs> I'm sorry, my bad. you know what fuck you spencer <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> my b um i was <laughs> at that point in time i was actually debating on jumping into the oklahoma city thunder yes um which was they awesome just, for which a couple been years real dirty because of the fact that they were the team that left seattle <clears> to go there right so that would have been a like a little bit of a that would have been a little hypocritical a little in that hypocritical moment of me yeah. so eh. i was also thinking the timberwolves because they were just as bad as the kings in terms of you know that whole small market no no luck towards your franchise it, they were good at the same time as the kings were you know with kevin garnett so i was yeah. i was feeling the timberwolves too yeah, the Timberwolves were definitely they were the sexy team of the late '90s, early 2000s. Those jerseys are just the jerseys are so clean. I do like those a lot. Rawr. The trees, man. Who doesn't love trees? I love me some trees. I don't yeah, know why no. I said raw. They're like pointy, so it made me think of like cat claws. I mean, Raptors. We can go with Raptors too if we can go raw. Raw, yeah. yeah. Raptors do go raw. Raptors do go. Oh, speaking of Raptors, so if the Kings are anything like the Toronto Raptors. They did not have a, a playoff series win since 2000-2001 series. But that was like four years before the Kings. So if history repeats itself with a completely different team in a completely different era for a completely different reason, for reasons that are completely unrelated, maybe, just maybe, the Kings will win the championship in four years. In four years? In four years. You know, that's not Knock bad. Knock on wood. I've... If we're looking at four years, what De'Aaron Fox would be, what, like 26 at that point in time? 25, 26, 20, he'd be, yeah. 25, 26, he'd be that's his Just starting to peak. Just starting to peak. Yeah. And then we have Marvin Bagley will probably not be on the team anymore. Let's be honest with ourselves. He probably, but, honestly, God, dude. Mar- if he could just keep his ass on the court. How can't. long are we in this podcast and we just brought up Marvin Bagley? We got. I mean, that we, goes to show how much sorrow and pain there is in the Kings that we have yet to have even broached on arguably what could become and might already be their biggest is. draft blunder ever. Uh, imagine not drafting the arguable best player of a generation because you don't like his dad. <sighs> we, are, we did that with Rubio, too. Really? Oh, yeah. is that why they passed so on Rubio? Rubio? Okay, so here's a little story about that draft. Yeah, please drop so some knowledge on me. The Rubio draft was a Tyreek Evans draft as well right yes. so the Tyreek Evans Steph Curry and everyone at the point at now everyone's like oh whoa, whoa, Steph Curry but at the point in time that it happened no one was like oh Steph Curry everyone was like oh why did we pass on Ricky Rubio that was well, me I definitely wanted Ricky yeah, Rubio and the that reason year. that they passed on Ricky Rubio was apparently his mom cut his steak for him at the dinner that they went to with the team and that was the deciding factor on why the Kings decided nope no Ricky Rubio you know, that shouldn't be your deciding factor because, honestly, I could give a fuck if his mom puts his steak into a blender and feeds it to him spoonful after spoonful. More efficient. Can the guy play basketball? That uh, being said, you can't trust somebody with your franchise who can't even cut his own damn steak. No, no, you can't do that. That is for communists. Although that's good because, you know, this po- this podcast is sponsored by the CCP. Sponsored by the CCP. 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 So, yeah, back on Luka Doncic. <laughs> if we want to go into that, man. So I joined 
Twitter. King's Twitter. Twatter. Twatter. Wait, no, no call Twatter. Leading, Twatter. <laughs> leading up to the 2018 draft. And the whole reason I joined it was I was just so excited to celebrate the coming of Luka Doncic to become a king. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was celebrated. We had the, the prophecy stars on were aligned. We had the, were. the prophecy on Reddit about we jumped into the draft. We were either going to end up with DeAndre Ayton or Luka Doncic, right? Either way, we were going to be in a winning situation. Yes. And I even had reserved tickets to go down to the draft party for the draft. And then I saw that there were rumblings of them picking Marvin Bagley on Twitter. And I was like, you know what? Fuck that. I was like, I'm not going down to that draft and crying in front of all these people. Yeah, no, you can't be doing that. No. So I and 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 lo and behold, fucking Marvin Bagley. And and nothing against Marvin Bagley. You know, I think the guy's gonna be It's all against Vlade. I think the guy's gonna 100%. be a great it's a hundred percent against Vlade at some point in time, but he's not Luka fucking Dodgic. I mean, let's just be honest about that, and he never will be. I mean, the guy's Luka's twenty one years old and he's probably a top five basketball player. His pause. stat line is LeBron esque. Let's pause though. This is not. This is one hundred percent not hindsight is twenty twenty stuff because this no. is exactly no. what people no. were saying. This is what we were all saying before, during, and sadly after the draft. Yeah, from the get go, you knew it was a bad idea. Hearing Vlade's justification. And that he didn't want to take the ball out of De'Aaron Fox's hands. And he thought that Bagley would work well in the Kings offense. I get it. And it still might work out. De'Aaron Fox legitimately could become a superstar in this league. And Bagley could become a 2010 power forward who can stretch the floor if he can ever stay on the fucking floor. Yeah. So if all that can happen, maybe it doesn't. It's not as terrible as it seems now. But right either way, Kings missed out on a superstar player. who fell to them hall of fame player who expected to be drafted by sacramento even came out with a quote now i was holding on to for the longest time i'd heard a rumor that luca wasn't going to come to sacramento if they had drafted him he would have stayed in europe i i know it's bullshit now but i just for my own sanity i needed to believe it was true his his best friend plays for the kings bogdan Bogdan? yes They're like best friends. Oh, God bless America. They comment on each other's Instagram like every day. Well, yeah, how we mess that up. I, I, okay. And let's also think about how bad the Suns kind of fucked that up too, right? Oh because God. the Suns had his coach as their coach. Was he the coach that lasted yeah, like three he was, games? He was the, no, <laughs> Igor. So okay. it was Igor <laughs> who was in the coach, the assistant coach for the Kings this last year. And then now he, now he just went and got a job for Furbinance, who was oh, okay, Bogdanovich's team out in Europe, right? Okay, okay. But you have the Suns who had his Serbian team, national team coach as their head coach. Fuck. And we're like, nah. And then you had the Kings who had Vladi Divac and Peja. And yeah, Bogdan the on the team. Serbian players and ever think, to grace the NBA. You would think that they would be like, hmm, maybe this is a good idea. Like, going into the draft, the big thing on that was a knock on Luka was his lack of athleticism, right? And people were talking about, oh, well, you know, he's just a little bit better. He's a better version than Bogdan Bogdanovich. And, like, it was like, why the fuck is that a knock? Who doesn't want a better version of Bogdan Bogdanovich? Yeah, Bogdan is also 19 years old. Like, I... Yeah, that... They just screwed the pooch in oh so many ways. So many ways. And like I said, I just hope all those premonitions that I'm hoping for where Fox rises to stardom, oh, Bagley to stays now. healthy, and he's, you know, a 2010 player. 
we just have to hope that happens because it's not going to make us feel better, but it's going to soften the blow. Yeah. Which I, is really what it comes down to. I still think the Kings are are on an okay path. And the 100, 100% of the reason is because of Deer and Fox. I mean, it, you're talking about how, how you know, he's on the path to superstardom. I, I think that he's a star now. I mean, the guy's a borderline all-star where yes. we're sitting at at the moment. I mean, he's... He, the numbers that he put up in the play that he put up in the bubble definitely cemented him, in my opinion, as a, you know, as a star. Uh, he became a lot more aggressive. Yes. And that's really was the only thing that's holding. There's two things that hold back to Aaron Fox. And it's him, his shot. That's the obvious one. That's the biggest one, his three-point shot. And if he can get that to come out, there's just no stopping him. And his assertiveness. He just never really had that mentality of I'm going to take this game over. You know, like we're talking about Damian Lillard, you know, Luka Doncic, those kind of players who say, no, fuck that. We're not losing this game. Yeah, Give me the ball. Give me the the ball and let's do this. And he he got to that point in the bubble. You could see flashes of that and him attacking the basket out the get go. And so I really do think that the Kings are on the right path as long as they don't fuck up the Fox situation. You know, and, and people talk about going into this, oh, well, you know, this next season, oh, well, we don't want to, you know, we don't want to tank this next season or be bad this next season because we don't want to lose a year of Fox's development. But, you know, the kids, he's still young, obviously, and you want to try to do whatever you can to obviously to build that team. Yeah, yeah, of course. And uh, we'll talk about that. I don't you want to get into, we, we want to get into, like, actual – the draft, upcoming draft, not this upcoming, upcoming draft where the, the Kings, this is a terrible draft, no, it's, by it's, the way. Yeah, it's, yeah. Well, especially with the number 12 pick, you can get a serviceable yeah, six there's no, man, And there's hopefully. nothing wrong with that. The, the Kings, also, if we're looking at that, like a, a big knock on the Kings draft history, right? So they've taken a lot of big swing and misses. You know, you have, there's yeah. nothing wrong with, have, with drafting a serviceable NBA player at the 12th pick in the draft. Yeah, no, that is extremely true. Honestly, I would, <laughs> I'd rather have them do that than hope that they're going to land the next Tetacumpo. Exactly. I will, or Poku is, you know, that would be that version of that this year. I mean, you want to look at m- drafting a high IQ, serviceable player. And t- too much recently, the Kings have drafted that high athleticism, not very high basketball IQ, and hoping that it's all going to kind of mold itself in there, like Thomas Robinson. Or oh Marvin Bagley or Ben McLemore. And I think Hi. I'm Ben McLemore. <laughs> I'm Ben McLemore. <laughs> I'm a pizza guy. Are you a pizza guy? And props to Ben McLemore, by the way, for turning it around and having a pretty nice season. He's with the Houston. Rockets, man. He's doing pretty well. I hope yeah. we know big ups to pizza guys. Big ups, big ups to pizza to guys. Pizza guys. Yeah. I actually went to high school with the son of the pizza guys. We played volleyball together. Um awesome dude. Loved him a lot. And after one of our tournaments, just got a mountain of pizza guys, every different pizza you could imagine. So ever since then, love pizza guys. Big ups to you. Have you met the pizza guy then? Like the actual pizza guy? Ben McElroy? I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, Isaiah Thomas, actually. He's yeah, the, Isaiah Thomas. He's the, he's the, OG pizza the, OG pizza the OTPG. Who's the pizza guy now? I don't even know. Doug Christie. It's oh. Doug Christie. <laughs> they, they decided they're like, you know what? Like, we, we can't we, keep yeah, shuffling through these <laughs> players. Christie's not going anywhere. He didn't pull a Grant Napier. No, right? Um, I don't remember oh, specifically, boy. but I'm sure that I have. And on that lovely note, Grant yeah. Napier. That is. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
That has been one of the highlights of not just my life, but of this basketball season. Yes, I went from big to small. But you know what? Yeah, that it's was, uh... why I'm not a good presenter. However, I'm a hairy, happy little piggy. Because, oh, by the way, I saw him like a week or two afterwards. At, no way. Yeah, in Rockland, uh, suburb of Sacramento, for those who are listening and aren't from Sacramento. Uh, in this, like, in, you know, Selen's? Marketplace, yeah. I've like, were you there it. because your family owns you it? Know, or like, yeah, no, sell ands, <laughs> not sellings. No, where it's like a fucking deli or whatever. Anyway, shameless plug. Yeah, right. Um, it's spelled N A Z. No. Um, <laughs> so we're in this restaurant, and he's in there, and he just comes in, kicks the door open. He's calling women cunts. He's grabbing people <laughs> by the pussy. It's just awful. He's yelling, just all oh, all lives matter. <laughs> Just yelling and screaming and just like, if you don't like that, you don't like the status quo. Just, oh, it was awful, man. And then well, the worst part of it like, really upset him is that we got the last po' boy. And that, that's actually true. That Even part though, actually is true? Well, everything I said is true, but the second part <laughs> I said is extra true. Matt's doing mental checks over here like, yeah, this all makes sense. All is right. it extra true? Because Grant Napier, I have it on good authority is a furry. Oh, that'd be awesome. Man, you know how many times I've accidentally gone to a furry subreddit on Reddit? Is that easy to get to? If, surprisingly. <laughs> surprisingly. Oh, I, boy. Dude, oh, oh boy. dude, I was on Reddit today, and a comment was, it was like, it had nothing to do with the source, with, with, the, with the subject of the subreddit. The subreddit was strictly dragons, Having sex with trucks. I mean, I, I feel like that's... Okay, first off, what the fuck? Yeah, what yeah, the... yeah. you sounded like you were getting ready to justify something. I, I, I thought about it, and then I was like, whoa. whoa. And it's just no, all... I don't know. It's all these guys. All these, when I say... You know what? I, guys, it's all these men. There's no Let's women. be real here. There's no women who are, like, you know, jerking off to... It's so weird. Just okay, you. So, right, my favorite one because I had to just I had to look at the top post because I'm already there. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean you already stumbled into it. I'm already there. One of my favorite ones, the more recent one, it looks like it's from Microsoft Paint, and it's a loving dragon couple who's using a truck. The girl, the, the girl dragon, is using a truck as a flashlight on the boy dragon. It's very nice. It's very nice. Would you like to see it? No. No. <laughs> Too late. Just Too when I thought late. we couldn't get more fucked up than Grant Napier. Here oh, we boy. go. Right? Oh, God, man. if you don't like that, you don't like Tangent's podcast. Oh, boy. <laughs> I mean, I remember we used to actually watch different feeds. Well, actually, no, because you actually, I watch it on Reddit all the time. Uh, basketball. Yeah. And they usually have the, if it's the Kings game, they usually have the Kings feed and they'll have the other team's feed. Yeah. More than likely, I'm going to click on the other team's feed. But this is before Grant Napier. Uh, you know, and the thing got is, fired. I wasn't... What's separate Grant Napier as the broadcaster and Grant Napier as the radio host slash person, right? Because Grant Napier as the broadcaster was, I, I think, was actually a fairly <laughs> decent, you know, color... color was he play-by? He's play-by-play. Yeah, fairly decent play-by-play play play guy. You know, but as an actual, as a person slash as a radio personality this shit was coming for a long long time, long time. he's long been an asshole time. for 
years. Ages. People who think that this was just like an out of the blue, like, oh, they fired Grant Napier because he said all lives matter. No, 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 no. No, Grant Napier has <laughs> been, that guy's been a dick for, it's been, it's been a bit. Ever. It's no. just so shitty that Cousins got the win because he absolutely baited him oh, he into deserved it. it. He de- Called it. him out on Twitter. But I mean, so, like, I'm torn on this one because as a person who makes their career in the media, Napier has to know the hot button words that you cannot say. All Lives Matter is absolutely one of those issues. In all caps, too. Yeah, and in all capital letters. (laughs) The all caps. caps. Yeah, he all caps it. He also, if you followed the conversation thread between him, Chris Webber, Matt Barnes, it seemed like a legitimate dialogue. And at the end of it, he seemed like he learned his lesson. No, he didn't. How much of that is, oh, dear God, I need to do this to save my career? Or how much of this is, okay, I see what you're saying? Well, different story. Look the next day in his interview with the New York Post. He didn't Which learn shit. I did not actually. He didn't learn it. Let's be real here. Grant Avery didn't. It's, it's kind of like, I mean, not to, like, not to turn this into a political podcast, but if you're looking at, you know, you're, you're jumping around, you're, you're looking at, oh, well, these people can be, you know, can learn no they're 60 50 60 70 year old white men they're not gonna learn that's who they are that's fine i'm retarded now just go hang out over in your little you know racist area over there and that's you know go do you i guess but doesn't mean we have to hire you or have to have you as a color commentator and all that being play by play especially as a colored commentator (laughs) (laughs) Uh, definitely and i yeah well honestly the worst thing that Grant Napier did to us as Kings fans was by getting himself fired. He subjected us to TV commentary with Gary Gerald, who that first game back from the bubble. I don't know if you had the displeasure of listening to it. He went into a coughing fit and legitimately yeah, sounded I he, like I thought he had COVID. Straight I, up. I thought he was going to die <laughs> right then oh and my there. God. I did not. I legitimately thought you know, we're going to hear Christie slam down his headset and have to do fucking CPR or something because he sounded like he was on his way out. Which, yeah. uh, he's been boring he's... for 20 plus years. Oh, man. That's, for as why, long that's as why he's doing the radio. Play I get it. By he's play. an original Kings employee. Yeah, no, he's been not. with what's the be, team since be 85. Nice no. <laughs> absolutely not. I am. Okay. You, you heard it from here first, folks. Fuck old people. <laughs> but God damn really. it. React. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Uh, I've been camping on that one since before we even started this, and I'm so glad I had my moment. <laughs> Guys, win. To be fair, you're not going to have to listen to Gary do the TV for that much longer because apparently they're going to interview He'll more be people dead soon. whenever. Oh, who knows? They have maybe to. maybe we can hire a new GM who also is going to do play by play for the team. Ooh. Why not, right? Yeah, because rescuing a fledgling franchise is not a big enough job. He has to do this. It's not. No, you have to do the play by play. I mean, money might be a little tight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, to be honest, part of being a GM is, you know, promoting your team and making it seem positive. And what better way to do that than 82 times a year when your team plays to get on the air and talk about all the great things your product is doing on the floor. And then you can slide into the 4 o'clock show on 1140 with Doug Christie right there. Boom. It's done and done. You. This is sounding a lot like state media, like run by the Kings. I don't know. I like it, though, because it's media yeah. produced. It's just yeah. all roads go back to the CCP. I, <laughs> they do. They do. I and mean, I, the Kings really could use some propaganda right now. They kind of really could. That's, I mean, that's what Grant Napier was, right? Grant Napier defended every decision that the Kings made. And every decision that Vladi made, including the Doncic pitch, uh, pick he, until the end. He looked for the positives. Uh, I don't know if he really defended, though. 
Maybe. I mean, he definitely... There's receipts. He was positive for them trading DeMarcus Cousins, so he did defend that choice. Well, yeah, because he hated DeMarcus Cousins, which is why it was so sweet that DeMarcus was the one that came back and took him out. Because he hated DeMarcus Cousins to the point where it got... It was personal. You know, and it looked... You know, it looked borderline racist at the time. And... Then obviously all this kind of comes. What around was he and, saying? What was he yeah, saying? To make just, it look- just to Demarcus, he just he, he pulled the whole. You know, I you're, you're immature and that whole. Which you know, Demarcus was when he came in, but he, but he held on to that for mm-hmm. the entire way through. Well, no, I'm not to trying to be defend fair. Him, cousins to- really never shook that. He grew up a little bit here and there, but I mean, I'm not turning around saying Demarcus Cousins is a great personality. He's, but he's a good person. If you, well, yeah, okay. He's he's did done he punch, a lot of good did, community work. Let's put it that way. Yes, I did, can't agree did, with that one. Didn't him and Matt Barnes like punch a chick in the face? <laughs> There's a reason I went. Eh, eh, eh. Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Not, I, we're gonna talk about Matt Barnes, Sackdown's finest. Sack Fuck Matt, Matt Barnes. Barnes. We're gonna talk about Matt Barnes. Greg loves uh, we can Matt get Barnes. in on some Matt Barnes. <laughs> Greg loves. No, no, you Matt know. Barnes. Let's do that. Let's talk about Matt Barnes for let's a second. Let's talk about oh, Matthew. Barnes. How the fuck are you gonna have a tattoo on your neck that says NorCal for life, and then take a pay cut to go play for the Los Angeles Lakers? I mean, he covered it, so it's not there anymore. Winners don't make yes. excuses. It was there. <laughs> I see pictures of it. I seen it. Del Campo's finest. Yeah, Del Campo's finest, baby. That was actually uh, right when Matt and I first moved in together. There was an alumni game at Del Campo that, that we, we went, went to. to. Matt Barnes was playing in, he and he lost. And it what? was so yeah, yeah. They lost to the current Matt Del Barnes lost to the class of two thousand what the ten eleven. They were still playing. He was still in the NBA. Yes, he was an NBA player. Yeah. Yes, he was a current NBA player at that yep. point. The the oldest worst NBA player could still whoop the shit out of any. Oh, like, well, well, let's be real here. Individually, Matt Barnes, especially when no, they started. Even, no, come on. When, even, when they were at the end of the game, they were like. Matt Barnes was like, oh shit, and like started launching up like half court shots. Yeah, like, the first three, they, <laughs> the first three quarters, he was just kind of fucking around, letting yeah. the other guys, you know, relive their glory days. Yeah, and they weren't bad. You know, the high school team, obviously, you've got a bunch of high school kids who, when they jack off, think about their sport. Hell yeah! Well, and they were stoked so. to play people like Matt Barnes. Oh yeah, no, they were all about it. So for the first three quarters, I want to say the current Del Campo team was up by probably twenty, thirty yeah, points. They were up. They were putting it to him. Yeah, and then Matt Barnes like, hey, I'm going to go be a professional athlete now, guys. Get out of the way. Get out and of the goddamn way. Yeah, no, he made those high school kids look like high school kids playing against a professional athlete. He did. Mm-hmm. And they he still, still lost. lost. Yeah, they still lost. Yeah. Did he you? had the game-winning shot. He took he it, and he missed he because, missed. you know, Matt Barnes is a bitch. <laughs> so, wait a minute. How many people have you called out on this podcast already, too? Well, let's see. We got Barnsey for one. We got Matt Barnes. Who'd I, you call I haven't gone on my gym rant yet, but well, I'm holding on to that one. Who would you call out at the beginning, like in the earlier? You called out someone. I think I called him out for you. Gary Gerald? Gary Gerald. No, I don't think <laughs> you called out. I'm <laughs> calling out an old ass man. <laughs> I don't know. That might actually be my first one. Oh, no. I called out Kawhi Leonard. That's, That's right. right. Kawhi. That's right. But that was just, you yeah. know. And I stand by that. Claw, I will take you one on one. Come on, what it says. So you're gonna like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna face Kyrie, not Kyrie, uh, Kawhi Leonard one on one. After you beat him, you're then going to whoop Matt Barnes's ass. Street fight style. Yes, that's exactly how that <laughs> one's gonna play out. Oh, yeah, man, I, I want say. it in that order. Well, you could run in the Matt Barnes. 
That's actually a strong I've point. I've ran into, run into Matt Barnes several times. So you could run into Matt Barnes. That that's is, true, that's but I never go to players or stock bins anymore. So. Yeah. Well, just out and about. He still, still is around here. Well, it's not like anyone's going to players or stock bins. All right, so random question, since we kind of seem to be real doom and gloom about the Kings, and they do give us a lot to be both doom and gloom about, what's one of your happiest King-centric memories? Like, I already got it. Go I don't it. know what year, but it was the the Christmas Day game where we beat the Lakers. Ooh, that was a good day. I think it was like 2003, four. I was like, when was the last time we played a Christmas that Day That was game? when Shaq broke Bobby Jackson's hand and there was no foul call. I believe oh. so, yeah. I don't remember yeah, that. Actually. No, I remember that game. That was actually, that was a really good day, too, because my, my family went over to our neighbor's house. And I think that was the first time I really saw my dad just piss-ass drunk. <laughs> just gone to the world. And at 12 years old, 13, however old I was, didn't drink at all, didn't want to drink. But just the fact that I felt like I could convince my dad to let me drink. I spent the entire time like, Dad, give me a beer. Give me a beer. Kudos to him. He did not. So I guess he still had some of his senses about him. But what a wiener. I know, right? No balls. The point of having children is to get them hooked on illicit drugs early. You heard it here first, folks. Tangents. Give your kids drugs. They're boring. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Matt, what's your favorite King's memory? Oh, man. It's hard to think about any because it's not like there's been any real recent ones. I mean, the most recent one that I was, like, real stoked about was was probably jumping to two. And then if we're kind of working our way back from that, jumping to five and taking Deer and Fox at that draft party, that was I was pretty stoked about that. That was a fun day. That was a party. Like, A, that they took Deer and Fox, who they were supposed to, yep. and just we were downtown. It was a good time. It was a good time. We saw Darren. Yeah, we did. That was one of the last times I saw him. Yeah, I haven't seen Darren in a long time. Darren, if you're listening, hey, buddy. Pronounced De'Aaron, but what? <laughs> <laughs> um, Different guy. And, uh, yeah, and then, I mean, and for, I guess we can jump back into... Unfortunately, with that draft, and we traded the 10th pick when we could have picked Mitchell, which I don't know if you remember me talking about how much I liked Mitchell at the time. I was not aware who Donovan Mitchell was as a human being. So, And then we traded that and took Justin, great, the great Justin Jackson and uh, Harry Giles, which is unfortunate that Harry's going to no longer be a king most yeah, likely Yeah, he's going to have a great revenge game against us oh, next year. Great. But that's the point of being drafted by the Kings is to have that one great revenge game the next season. And for the rest of your career, Kings killer Ish Smith. Well, he was never on the Kings. No, he wasn't. <laughs> who is who's the best Kings killer? Who's on who was on the Kings? Because Ish Smith is the number one Kings killer. He but, was never on the Kings. But he wasn't. Oh, oh. But Ryan Anderson's best games came against Sacramento. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I mean that's that's a you know, that makes sense too. Like he's he put from up Sacramento. all star numbers against us. He's from Sac. I'll give it to them. Well, he's from El Dorado Hills, buddy. He, Oak Ridge. He's from the Sacramento metropolitan area. Suck a dick, you hill person. You hill person. Uh, where were we at? Happy memories about the Kings. I know Happy not a memories lot of them, about the Kings. Okay. As far as actual joyous memories. The draft where they took De'Aaron Fox, that was a good day and a lot of fun. Uh, game five back in 2002 when Mike Bibby hit the shot to beat the Lakers. Ooh, yeah. Greatest shot in Kings oh, history. Yeah. Um, I had some school function, so I was at the school um, listening. One of my friends had a little radio, so he was listening to it and giving me the play-by-play. And then for the fourth quarter, we found somebody with a crappy little portable TV. Nice. Probably an 8, 10-inch screen. 
and we huddled a good 50, 60 people around it. And when he hit that shot, we just erupted. It was so much fun. It was so cool to watch. Just really good times. Hell yeah, dude. Definitely. I, I, already, I know I already said the Kings on Christmas Day, but I just love that time that Bibby blocked Shaq. <laughs> I know it wasn't even like a real like full super swap. insignificant. It was super <laughs> insignificant, but oh man, it just made me see. And then I met Mike Bibby, and he was mean to me. Yeah, I mean Team Dime. Yeah, yeah. It's kind I of heard a dick. He was kind of he's, a mean guy. Yeah, he was. He wasn't very cool, but he's swole as fuck. Now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's super oh, swole now. Yeah. Dog. He's got biceps the size of the fucking basketball. It's hot. Yeah, you look at a lot of those players, and it's like, oh yeah, they fall out of shape after they stop playing. No, he got nope. didn't. He nope. got somehow like scarier, and just more. I, I don't know. I mean, he just he's tank now. He, he's play, he straight, he still plays though. Yeah, I mean, he he, like, he, think you know, he, he does. Yeah, does he do like the basketball tournament? Yeah, basketball tournament. Yeah, tournament. Yeah, that's he what that it was called. Stuff, yeah, he did the three on three league. He did too. do the three on three, and then there was just a recent some like off the wall tournament that just got thrown together. That he played into, and Sacramento won that hey. with Dante Green. Dante Green. Dante Green. Oh man, that's still, a throwback. I name. still think Dante Green's going to be a great basketball player. How old is he now? Wow, he's got to be like, I don't know. Look it up. You got. You're the one. With yeah, the that's phone true. As I'm holding my phone, asking him, "How old is Dante Green?" Alrighty, let's. Dante see. Green and Jason Thompson, the friendship <sighs> of those two guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we're going to talk. There's some Jason Thompson. Oh, fucking Jason. Goddamn. All right, Thompson. here we go. Before we get Some into that, Dante Green is 32 years old. Still believing him. <laughs> and Matt is still holding out for his breakout season. Hell yes. Good man. He was at, six, he was at 6'10 stretch you know, forward before there were those 6'10 stretch forwards running. Yeah, before they were just everywhere. Yeah. And now they take over the NBA. Still believing him. Yeah. What's one rule you'd change or get rid of? As far as the basketball goes? Yeah, or add. Add, change, or get rid of. One rule. Add, change, or get rid of. I kind of like the idea of a four-point shot. Mm. Um, gets a little excessive. You think the NBA sucks now? <laughs> well, actually, yeah. That, you know, you're right. You're right. I take it Warriors back. Warriors fan. People. <laughs> <laughs> Dub Nation. Dub Nation. This is called Dub Nation with Greg. That's all it is. <laughs> Dub Nation with Greg. I yeah. like it. And that's it. Just that's it. No, yeah, the entire else. Warriors fan base has with Greg next to it now. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> just Oakland, California with Greg. Why not? Well, San Francisco now. Sorry. That's true. I mean, they had the city on their jerseys for the last three, four years, though. That is true. Yeah. As far as a specific rule that I would change, um, it's one that I might change back. I don't like that they switched up the shot clock. So you still get your 24 seconds, but if you miss it and you get an offensive rebound, it only resets back to 14, mm-hmm. which I think they did, which is like two years ago, three years ago. So it's pretty recent. I don't like it. I feel like it just pumps up the score unnecessarily. So now everybody's scoring 120, 130 points a game. Yeah, I don't and That's probably not the real reason. But the pacing, I think but it, it helps. Keeps, it yeah. keeps the pacing of the game like constant, or at least more so. It's already the fastest game in professional sports. Why soccer. do you need to make it faster? I was going to say, have you watched soccer before? No, because I'm a goddamn American, <laughs> and I don't want to watch a game where the score is one-to-one and one of the goals was an accident. <laughs> right, so you you want 24 shot clock after a re- Okay, so you're going to basically get rid reset. of this reset, reset, 
24 seconds no matter what. If you miss it and you get the offensive rebound, you should have a fresh 24 seconds to try and score a basket. Makes sense. Mateo? You know, I don't know. The NBA has done a pretty decent job in terms of recognizing what small issues are and kind of fixing them with rule changes. I would say, you know, maybe a more defined travel violation rule. I mean, well, yeah, you know, kind of obviously that changes, you know, from who has the ball in their hands. Right. But uh, <laughs> James Harden. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think it'd be better if they had light up sneakers like when we were kids? Yeah, prob- yeah there you go. That would, that's, that's actually not a bad idea. Right. You can't you get, would truly you can't get know how many shit, steps LeBron. they take. That. Oh, ooh, I Spencer, really like that. Onto something. Tangents. <laughs> Tangents. <laughs> the, the other thing I want to get back to is uh, you were just talking about, you know, watching The Last Dance. Let's get back to actually fouling people. Dude, what? Yeah, come on. What about hand checking? Yeah, let's get let's let's get back to that. Come on, man. Real fouls, man. I mean, I know it wasn't a big push off, but God, it was so beautiful seeing that. Who's the Utah defender? Byron Russell. Byron Russell. Yeah, it wasn't. I know it wasn't. It was like a what did they say? Like a the momentum. Yeah, it was like the momentum of Mater D taking you to your table. However, which is a great quote. Which is a great quote. Yeah. However, like that is just. I mean, in today's league, is like blatant. Like you'd almost oh, get that, te- you like you get like a for technical sure. for yeah. that because it's like so blatant, which well, is ridiculous. That's something that I would change. Then I'm going back to no more superstar fouls. Whereas you know, De'Aaron Fox gets hammered going to the hoop every single <laughs> time and gets the foul call maybe one out of five times, which is the reason why I think he doesn't drive as much. And when he becomes a star, he'll start to get those calls, but. If you look at LeBron the wrong way, you look at James Harden the wrong way, foul immediately. Mm-hmm. And this has been going on in the NBA for years. This is nothing new. Mm-hmm. But foul calls all the way across. No superstar calls, no special calls, no Cartwright rules. I, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I want light-up sneakers. Yeah, I like it. I want light-up sneakers. No, that's easily the best the idea. Hell yeah. Um, all right, new franchise team. Where is it? Seattle. Yeah, Seattle definitely deserves it. They never should have lost the Sonics in the first place. Okay, Eastern Conference, where is it? I think there should be two Western Conference ones and move a team like the Timberwolves or Memphis. Yeah, Memphis is... Memphis should be... Isn't Memphis Memphis in the Eastern time zone? Because they were in Vancouver. Which is as West as West can get, but... That's the, when Charlotte moved to New Orleans, they stayed in the East for a couple of years, and then they moved West. Yeah. So they've done a reshuffling. They have the ability to move Memphis over to the East, and I'd say put New Orleans back over there, too. I think that if you're going to do two teams, two expansion teams in the West, then you're going to add in uh, you know, either it be New Orleans or Minnesota. Probably makes more sense for it to be New Orleans. You're right. And popping them over there and Memphis moving to the East. Yeah, um, which is unfortunate because they, they should really let the Kings play in the Eastern Conference, just for you know some shits and giggles. Virginia, <laughs> just Virginia so Beach. we have a chance. Virginia Beach Kings. Yeah, Virginia Beach Kings. Um, I mean, they would have made the playoffs last year if they were in the East. That's, this is true. They would have. And so we're going off. Of, if we're going off of that, so then the Sonics. So when what's our second expansion team then in the West? I feel like it's such a cop out answer, but Vegas. Ah, boo! I know it's too easy. Bismarck Buffaloes. <laughs> Bismarck Buffaloes. North Dakota. No, um, let's go. Uh, let's see. 
trying to think like the center part of the Vancouver, eastern man. seaboard. That's where, that's where I was. Yeah, going. I, I was gonna say Vancouver, country. Vancouver, and Seattle. But that's that's too that's much. True. We love can always to put Pacific teams up. I mean, that's, that's that's two teams that's basically like giving. Yeah, I feel like that's part LA of the two, two more teams. I feel like Pacific Northwest has a large fan base that gets generally ignored, though. and they have a large population they of do. serial killers. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> so, dark there. are we going to yeah, you live in the lot, Pacific you know? Nor- gonna, Northwest? You know? <laughs> all you have is rain. I'd, so I'd kill people too. What Matt's saying is that we should reward serial killers with franchises. with NBA franchises, yes. yeah, and I mean, a baseball maybe. franchise in Portland. The tempers, yeah. Is that what they call right? No, they they're, that's uh, that's, no, team. that's soccer. I'm saying we we should throw a baseball team to Portland too while we're there. I'm down. Um, what is the mascot of this Portland team or a basketball team of this Portland team? Uh, let's go with the plaids. Portland plaids. Portland plaids. Are they just like they're Scottish? Just plaids. Is it Scottish? No, not like Scottish plaids. Like Portland like, plaids. Like Nirvana plaid. Yeah, yeah, like, like, you know, like button on, down man. lumberjack shirts. Yeah. Will they actually play in lumberjack shirts? Will those no, be the jerseys? No, they should That's play. Their no, the jerseys should actually be the PDX carpet in the airport. That should be the jerseys. I've never seen the PDX carpet. It's famous. I've never, I, I have too never, have never, never seen the PDX Portland? carpet. No, I've never flown the Portland. Have you, you never flown the Portland? I've never been outside of California going north. What? What? Sorry, I've been outside of California. I've never been to Oregon or Washington. No, I understand that, but like... Closest I've been is Wairika. That's which is not the same. Basically there, but not no. there. You know, I got a tangent for you. Sorry to interrupt, but I want to do this on the podcast. Greg, I got you a present. Oh, you did? I did. Uh, it's actually, it's underneath you. In the chair you're sitting in, there's a pillow. Oh, boy. It's a car. It's a car. <laughs> it's a car. <laughs> It's a car in the pillow oh, in the in the chair. There's a pillow you're sitting on. Oh, actually, on my chair, underneath the pillow. Hang on. Oh, hang on. Hopefully, hang you on. like it. Oh, it's a book. Oh, fuck you! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right, Spencer just clowned me. I am holding in my hands uh, the Book of Mormon, another testament of Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) And now I just threw it across the room. Beautiful. That was clever. And what a perfectly good segue into my most hated Kings player of all time, hands down, Jimmer Fredette, who was, okay, here comes call out number three. Fuck you, Jimmer. (laughs) Jimmer would take you to town. I hate you. I would bust his <laughs> ankles down here and there. He can shoot threes, and that is about it. Uh, that's all he needs. Just back him down. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post him up from half court. I don't care. <laughs> You're doing like baby hooks from the three line? <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah, that one made me so mad. Um, I didn't know about Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I knew Kawhi Leonard, but I figured he was going to be a 3 and D guy. I wasn't mad the Kings passed on him. I actually didn't know who Clay Thompson was. I wanted Kemba Walker that year so badly. That would have worked out, too. Reigning national champion from UConn, player of the year in the tournament. The guy had everything going for him, and he did it all by himself, which is perfect because in Sacramento, if you're a good player, you're going to have to do it all by yourself. Exactly. And then I hear these whisperings of the fucking Magoof brothers, those goddamn pieces of shit, just terrible human beings. Ruining my franchise and took her gerbs. And just, oh, they keep talking. Oh, Jimmer's our guy. Jimmer's our guy. So the, key, the pick comes up for the Kings. 
they trade back they took to John take Henson. Jimmer. They took who? <laughs> John Henson right there. And then oh, I thought back. they took Ilyasova. Was it? Oh, it was Ilyasova. You're right. Yeah, but it doesn't matter because he matter. never played a minute Her for the Kings. <laughs> and they trade back to get Jimmer Fredette, who was just absolute trash. Um, his Dons. rookie year was when we were living together. And so, luckily, thanks to Matt's parents' season tickets, I was able to go see a lot of games. The crowd was dull, ho-hum, didn't care. Halfway through the second quarter, Jimmer comes in. They'd fucking go nuts. Like, the second coming just walked onto the basketball court. He would maybe hit a three. If he hit a three, they'd go even more nuts. If he hit two, you'd act like they'd act like we just won the fucking championship. And then it would be stupid turnover, stupid turnover, you know, gets destroyed on defense. He may as well just stand there and try and take a charge and hope they run into him. Yeah. He was so god-awful. And all for just the publicity stunt of Sacramento's LDS population. Sold a lot of tickets and jerseys, though. Yeah, you know what else sells a lot of tickets and jerseys? Having a good fucking team. (laughs) Winning. Let's try selling tickets and jerseys that way. Let's win, and then maybe people will come in. So you know what's sad about about this? And Greg and I, Greg, we talked about this already. We did, before. But what's sad about this whole thing is the Kings were purposely trying to be bad. And they were playing with a hand behind their back with the Maloofs during that time in terms of, financial restrictions and you know everything of that nature you know forcing petrie not necessarily forcing petrie but letting petrie know that he has to be picking jimmer in that draft and and things like that where the kings still had a better record than the kings do now with levec with them trying to win and having financial (sighs) backing behind him that is true vivek has to all his discredits and there's a lot of them he's been willing to pony up the dough for teams and what's separate? I mean, separate Vivek as from the business side to the basketball operations side because the guy's a hell of a businessman. I mean, you look at the arena is obviously beautiful. Yeah, well, I mean, you know the team. I know we were joking about you know the team not being worth anything, but the team's worth a lot of money right now. I think their valuation like doubled. It was like two and a half times from when he bought it. Impressive. Something ridiculous like that. Yeah. So as as a business person, he has done a pretty good job on the business side of the Kings. From the basketball operations side of the Kings, it's been pretty shit. And <laughs> I think there are a lot of the reason for that is the whole thing is he went into it saying, oh, well, you know, you have to be the dumbest person in the room, right? You hire people who are smarter than you. And he definitely did not do that. <laughs> and, that and even, is you know, true. Even going to another draft uh, mismanagement with Stauskas. Uh, you know, you have that, and they had the God, whole thing the that year where they're like, "Oh, let's ever. crowd, let's crowdsource our pick." Right? Even the crowdsourcing told them to pick Alfred Payton. Not that that was going to be any better, but at least Alfred Payton's still playing basketball. Yeah, he's in the league. He's doing <laughs> yeah. something. Is he in New Orleans? Uh, no, I think he actually. Yeah, Greg, where's your phone? I, I think <laughs> Alfred. I if I'm not down mistaken, Alfred was he playing with the Suns? He was at one point. He, ha- he I was think, playing with I think Ruby he was just Ruby. playing with the Suns this year and had a little bit of a resurgence, if I'm not. Maybe last Alfred year. Payton. The Knicks. The, what? Really? He's playing with the Knicks. Oh, well, fine. Don't listen to me. I'm an idiot. I mean, the Knicks got... How can the biggest city in the world have just a team you forget about? So who's who's got it worse? Kings fans or Knicks fans? Knicks fans because, because the media... In New York is, I mean, what, 
10 times the size. The, the, just oh, yeah, just oh, yeah. the sports media alone is 10 times the size of whatever Sacramento hopes to be ever. Yeah, well, that, this, sorry, go keep going. No, uh, basically, I, I, I can't imagine. I would hate to be a Knicks player. Oh, God. That's the worst team to play on because yeah. if you're bad, the world hates you. Because that's how, in the sense that the world hates you, is because your world is just, you know, you walk down everywhere, newsstands with, uh, newsstands just covered with, you know, bust, bust, you know, is Melo going to do this? Is fucking Stoudemire's bust? Is, you know, uh, Ewing fucking, we, we, we rigged the NBA draft for this? Like, come on. Yeah, no, I, yeah, most definitely. I, I, and the other, the bad thing about that, right, too, if you're the Knicks, you know, everyone expects you. To be able to go out there and do well. I mean, uh, but the Kings are like, ah, oh, blah, 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 Kangs. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they, they expect us to suck. <laughs> we're literally, yeah, we're, we're, we treat them like bad. a retarded child. Yeah. Yeah, whereas, yeah. Whereas, <laughs> whereas the Knicks, you know, everyone thought the Knicks were going to sign two max players here not right? that long ago. They cleared out all that. They traded Christoph Przingis yeah. for nothing. Well, for Dennis Smith. Hey, they got yeah, Julius Randle. No. Yeah, so, I know. I know. So, <laughs> and they signed Julius Randle. But, they, well, they did I mean. all that thinking that they were going to clear up cap space for two max players, and then all they did was end up signing 18 power forwards, Julius Randle included. Yeah, Julius Randle <laughs> being you know the cream of the crop of that power forward class. Hells yeah. But you know, it would definitely be worse being a Knicks fan than a Kings fan just because there are expectations with a big city team. They Every single year they say, oh, they're going to make those changes and they're going to be coming for it. Whereas we say those things too about the Kings – and the rest of the world is like, <laughs> you're cute. Go on and sit over there, little yeah. buddy. Yeah. yeah. And we all know we're secretly lying to yeah. ourselves anyways, too. Which, tangent, love that you brought up Kings versus Knicks because How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days had those two teams in the finals. Nice. Little love fun it. fun fact for you. Holler. Well, that's why fun. it's one of my favorite movie, movies. That movie's that old, isn't yes. it? Yes. Fun fact, Greg yeah. Souza. That doesn't, that's not a Yeah, you can see Scott Pollard, Bibby, I think Vlade and Christie make... That cameos in there. Yeah, I thought Weber was in that movie too. Maybe not. He was on that team. I don't know if they, they showed clips of him in the movie. Got it. Probably because his fucking rights. That's why he wasn't in those basketball games for a while. Yeah, ruined those games. Oh, you can have the 2001-2002 Kings with Scott Pollard as your power forward. Awesome. Or like, you know, the Giants for all of baseball games, not having Barry Bonds and having whoever the replacement player they put I in there. I had a game with Barry, actual Barry Bonds. Was it like Barry Bonds' baseball game, or was it like way before? No, all one that of happened? them was Ken Griffey Jr. Slugfest. Oh, okay. And the other one was the MLB 2K whatever on pull up your old people pants, folks. Sega Dreamcast. Oh, damn! So basically, 2K. Yeah, it, it was. It was 2K, MLB 2K. <laughs> it was 2K, as in it was yeah. literal 2000. It just 2000. said MLB 2K. <laughs> I was like, 2K what? You tell me. I think it, well, didn't it come out with just 2K2? Like, I think the first one well, for basketball, at least. I think it just came out with 2K2. Oh, God, I don't even remember. I don't know. Maybe we can take a caller and they could let us know. Uh, we're taking a call. Lines are open. Oh, oh, oh crap. Who, who forgot to put the phone lines on? Uh, this is why we need a producer. Yeah, we're, we're definitely firing the producer. phone calls. I want to, uh, you know... We've been a lot of doom and gloom here. Been a lot of doom and gloom. <laughs> I'm not exactly a very uh, what's the word positive hopeful person. person, positive person when it comes to this team. <laughs> However, let's conclude with something that we're looking forward to with this franchise. Who would like to go first? Something to look forward to. I'll lead off with that one. Um, first and foremost, I would like to see them trade Buddy Healed. 
let's get pieces for him. Um, Bogdan already established himself as himself as the starting two guard. Sign him to an extension. Max out Fox. For the love of God, stay healthy, Marvin Bagley the third. I believe in you, Marvin Bagley the third. Stay healthy. You got this. And burn Luke Walton at the stake. Nice. And I think if we do those things, the team could actually become hopeful. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it's obviously based off of who the general manager becomes, right? Because we don't technically we just have an interim general manager in Joe Dumars. This is the first time, first time we mentioned that, by the way. Yeah, wow. Well, um, Captain so, Darko. Yeah, right. but <laughs> yeah, we replaced the guy who <laughs> who didn't pick Luka Doncic with the second pick with the guy who picked. Darko Milicic in, instead of Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony, any of those guys. Oh, yeah, Chris, I'd take Chris Kamen over Darko. Yeah, I, so that was, yeah, that was... But luckily, it doesn't look like he's going to be the full-time GM. It does look like they're actually trying to hire a general manager. We better Thank do God. it by the time they so draft. That would be... My, yeah, we'll see about that. They're, so in terms of things I'm looking forward to, that would be the first one, is, uh, is hiring a real general manager. And, and what I mean by that is not like some figurehead like a Vladi Divac or, you know, someone like that. He used to be a member of the old old franchise back when they were good. I'm talking about some some someone from a legit organization like the Clippers or like, you know, a, like a Bobby Webster from the Raptors, someone like that that you can hire. And then kind of jumping into what Greg's talking about in terms of what to do with the team itself, um, I think we should be real with ourselves and understand that the Kings in this upcoming season are possibly going to be the worst team in the Western Conference because the only team that was really behind them, if you're looking at it from a talent perspective, was the Minnesota Timberwolves, who just lucked into that first pick in the draft. So really, where are we going to be next year in terms of a talent perspective? And do I agree with – do I want Luke Walton fired? For sure. Do I want? I'm really looking forward to this. I'm what I'm looking forward to part. <laughs> what, what, I, <laughs> what I'm looking forward to is <laughs> is the 2021 NBA draft. Not even this draft. I'm looking forward to the next draft because you got about eight to ten players who are possibly you know all would go number one in this draft, and it's all six eight to six ten playmaking forwards which is like what is the epitome of what's wanted in basketball right now and it's what the kings have been missing for so long right i mean you look at the kings for so long it was uh, who well can they play small forward because for the longest time we couldn't find a small forward even when we had a good team and then we we plugged you know people in there like rudy gay who is who could play small forward um and it's it would be nice to finally get someone we could anchor in there because as good as De'Aaron Fox is, he's only going to be as good as the people that are playing next to him, in, obviously. Yeah. So you still need to be able to have something around him. And the only way the Kings are really going to be able to build that is by building through the draft because that's just who we are in Sacramento, right? We've never been able to go out there and sign big-name free agents or anything of that, or big trades. So let's just go ahead and throw all that out the window. <laughs> let's just think about the fact of trying to make smart draft decisions for the first time in ever, ever it feels like. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, if they can go out there and actually nail the 2021 draft, which if they ended up with a bad pick, which they probably should, and they probably will, then we'll be okay. 
But so, uh, what's uh, so everyone that's go out there thinking that the Kings are going to be good next season to make the playoffs? What's uh, go ahead and just hold that one because uh, they're probably going to be pretty bad. Just going to put a little pin in that. So from what I'm hearing, um, in true Kings fan fashion, you are in fact looking forward to a future draft. I'm looking forward to them being bad. Yeah, and, then, and then drafting to, a high okay. draft pick. Yeah, uh, you know, I get it. I think what I'm looking forward to most is my new Damian Lillard jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it's game time. It's game time, baby. Game time. Love you. Bye-bye.